Hello, everyone. Welcome back to American Billiard Radio. Today is Thursday, April 9th, and just like the last show, we don't have a whole lot of news as far as tournaments happening, but, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on out there in the pool world. This, this is what happens when uh, you get a bunch of creative people who can't get out and, and use that creativity, so they do it online. Uh, you know, a number of the players have been doing drills and doing instructional stuff online. A number of the top players got together for a a motivational video, we'll say, uh, to get everyone to stick together. It's, it's hashtag together at home. If you go to the AZ Billiards page on Facebook, the, the video is posted there. Um, you'll see little clips from Skyler and Shane and Joshua and Darren and Seeming Chen and, and, and a number of players. It's, it's a neat little video. Speaking of video, uh, there's a new movie coming out. Lord knows we've been saying for the longest time that what the pool world needs is another color of money. I don't know that the new one's going to be a color of money, but it's called Walk Away Joe. Uh, I'll include a link in the show notes to the trailer for it. Looks interesting. Jeffrey Dean Morgan from Walking Dead fame. Uh, you know, I've... I've seen worse movies. I've seen worse pool movies. And and pool seems to play a, a big part in this one. It's not, uh, you know, there's just a pool room to show how shady the characters are. Um, in in sad news, we we lost Bill Stroud, cue uh, maker with Joss Cues, Joss West. He and Dan Janes had created Joss West. Uh, I'm not a huge cue collector, so I don't know that I'm necessarily the person to talk about uh, Bill Stroud's Q work. I, I just know that he was very well respected in the pool world. Uh, we also lost Marshall Carpenter, Tuscaloosa Squirrel, uh, 92 years old, famous one pocket player, was inducted into the onepocket.org Hall of Fame. Um, we have a short write-up on AZ Billiards uh, for, for his memory and that article was written by Steve Booth over at onepocket.org you got to hand it to Marshall's family in that when Steve contacted them and asked them where flowers could be sent and and that sort of thing they said that instead of flowers being sent they would rather that money be donated to the onepocket.org hall of fame so that's a pretty cool move from uh, Marshall's family we had two challenge matches coming up this week. One of them has been postponed, along with everything else in the pool world. Uh, the one that was postponed was Kiamco versus Filler. They were going to play one pocket over at Roy's basement. That one has been postponed until further notice. Also, in news that came across this week, the Joss Tour, Mike Zuglin, has postponed uh, every event that he had scheduled in April. Uh, Tony Robles with the Predator Pro-Am Tour has basically just said every stop is postponed until further notice, which you kind of had to see that coming. And also a small note from the World Pool Association. I'll read you the note. Uh, As a result of the 2020 Tokyo Olympics being postponed to 2021, the World Games, which were scheduled for July 2021, have been postponed until July 7th through 17th, 2022. This deferment was necessary as the dates chosen by the IOC for 2021 would have overlapped with the scheduled dates for the World Games. 
Uh, the move to 2022 was decided unanimously by the IWGA. The games will proceed as originally planned in the city of Birmingham, USA. The 2025 World Games will be staged in Chengdu, China. So that's basically what we've got as far as news. Um, I've got two interviews for you this week. Um, the other challenge match that we have coming up is Tyler Steyer and Chris Robinson. As I am taping this on the 9th, the match kicks off on the 10th. Uh, this is going to be the work of Rahanna over at On The Wire Creative Media. Uh, race to 100, 10 ball, winner breaks. And I talked to Ra a little bit about what he's got going, because this is different than the normal streams that he has done. He's done quite a few streams, and, and they're quality work. Uh, he says this is something completely different. He's, he's put some people to work that were, again, struggling to find uh, work in this environment, and he says that he is going to be able to put the stream on that he's always wanted to. Uh, I'll wait. I'll let you listen to Ra. He'll explain everything. And before I go with the Ra interview, the other interview for this week is Florian Kohler. And we've talked to Florian before. This time, I wanted to talk to him specifically to reference back to the interview a couple weeks ago with Per Hagen, where Per had talked about, and I, I explained this again when I was talking to Florian, Per had talked about how if you want to make it on social media, you find something that you're good at, you find your niche, and you promote that niche. You promote yourself through that niche. And... You know, as I was thinking about it after the fact, I just thought, you know, that's that's so hard to do. You know, the, they all have the same niche. I mean, don't get me wrong. Some guys bank balls better. Some guys have a big break. But it's not a big enough niche to really make yourself. I mean, Keith McCready had a niche. Earl has a niche. But, you know, it, even then, it's the same sort of niche. It's It's based on winning tournaments. And Florian has done something different. So... Again, I, Florian was the second interview on the show, and we'll get to him. But first off, we have Ra Hanna. Joined now from California, taking a break from getting ready for this weekend, is Ra Hanna. Ra, how you doing? Hey, I'm great, Mike. Thanks for this opportunity, my man. Well, I appreciate you taking some time uh, away from, from getting ready for this weekend. And, and remind everybody what you've got going this weekend. Yeah, so this is the OTWC19 challenge, and, uh, you know, sometime during adversity, somebody has to step up, so we're bringing this to the people, and it's my first major production, and what I mean by major production is that it's our first, we have four cameras, slow-mo, overhead, the whole deal, it's, it's a production, it's not a live stream. And And how did you... I mean, we'd all like to do a four-camera overhead. I mean, do you have partners who made that happen? Yeah, I got you. So, so here's the deal. What I, you know, I'm involved in production in Hollywood, and I got together with a group of my friends. I've always been wanting to do this. I got together with a group of my friends, and the uh, the C19 actually gave them the time from their busy Hollywood set schedule to sit down with me and think, what could we do during this time to be productive for the people? And uh, we sat there, and we said, well, let's do a match. You know, I said, fine. And, um, you know, I, I reached out to Chris Robinson. He's my client. And I, I talked to him about it and I explained to him, you know, where we're going to be. So we're secluded. We're in a, we're in a production facility. We're in our own warehouse. There'll be eight of us here, you know, including the players. And, um, 
it's uh it's it's like tar, you know. But we we just rented we just rented a production place, and that's where we're filming it at. So um, Chris was right on aboard, and I reached out to Tyler Starr because I saw that he had a he had a post, and uh, he said, you know, he's looking for some action. So you know, I called him up, and uh, we went through some things. So just want you guys to know that you know when the players are done, they're going to be in an Airbnb uh, separate. They're going to seclude themselves from their family for a week until they get back. So they're trying to, you know, everybody's trying to pay uh, attention to this very uh, dangerous and very, you know, sad time, you know, with taking the proper precautions and doing the best that we can. And Tyler agreed, and uh, we flew him down here. And when you say proper precautions, I mean, what do you have to do to prepare for a match like this as opposed to a regular match? Exactly. So what what we did, um, the uh, production team has been here. We have been here. I, I, some of us have actually gotten screened, but because they work in production, these guys, these, we have a brand new, we, have, we got a brand new table. We have brand new cloth. We are around the clock. They have a, a cleaning service in here. Um, when they're not doing anything, people have masks on. They're, everybody's in here taking, taking precautions, you know, being, being safe. We have been here for since, uh, you know, it's been probably a week since we've been here, just locked down in, in the facility, really trying to uh, get things dialed in. And not thinking about what's involved, you know, right now to put something like this together, just just talking about the match itself. It's a 10-ball race to 100? It's 10-ball race to 100, and it's rack your own with a template rack. Now, here's the thing about it that's different. Instead of sitting there for seven hours and watching a race of 33, it's broken down into two parts. The first part is at 1 o'clock. It's a race to 16. After that race to 16, there is an hour break, and we come back at 6. So if they finish at 4, they have two hours break. We're just breaking it down so it's easier. The next time it'll be race to 17. So each day is a race to 33. It's just not continuous. And then during... During that, the breaks, we're going to actually run ads. We, we're running ads from people. We're going to actually have interstitials. So we're shooting what's in your case, instructionals. We are filling this just like the old school television used to do. We, we are doing as close to our production as we can. And, you know, it's very daunting because limited resources right now. Um, I think the, everybody's going to be pleasantly surprised at what we were able to accomplish. Well, if if I know anything about you, you're not going to half-ass this. That's a fact. There is no, there is no. Everybody in this room with me is a a master at their craft, and that's the easy thing about doing something like this. When you got guys who are master at their craft, you get out the way and you let them do their job. So right now, I've been, I'm being blessed, and this is going to be. I'm, I'm going to tell you, Mike. You know, I, I, I like you. We keep it a hundred. This is going to revolutionize things. People are not going to be able to sit there and just put their camera up and say that it's a production. You know what I mean? And it's going to be free. It's going to be free. We're keeping it free because I feel that's the way we're going to bring it back to the people, man, and make some noise. And people can view this on Facebook? Yeah, it's going to be on Facebook, on the Y Creative Media, and at The Rahana. As usual, we're going to, we're going to be up there. We'll have a, a timer up before we go live. I mean, we're really at the cutting edge of this. And, and since it's our maiden voyage, we're going to make sure we kick the door in. That's facts. You're going to be doing commentary? Yeah, I have commentary here with um, Sal Butera. It's going to be me and Sal Butera. And we're going to be locked in for those days. It's three days. Um, 
So what's what's in it for the players? And I don't mean financially. I mean... Uh, yeah, okay, so here you go. I got you. No, I got you. There's a reason I picked Chris and Tyler because I feel like right now they represent that new guard. It's the changing of the guard. They're both professional young men. You know, they have families that love them and support them. They, they get out. They're, they're outgoing. They're... they're they're predator pros, so they're they're pretty seasoned. I want to show the people and the and the youth because I love the juniors. I want the juniors to see what they should aspire to be, and I think in order to give the United States a future in pool, we have to we have to stick to those juniors. So Chris and Tyler, you know, they're not they're not too far from those from those juniors. You know what I mean? They can still be those juniors' uh, idols, and they can see them and see see what they want to be when they get older. So giving back to the sport that's done so much for me, I'm, I'm really proud. So the players, they get – make no mistake about it, they are playing for their own. You know, they're, they're, they're playing for their own, and um, it's dead serious. So they get exposure. So we're actually doing, Mike, we're actually doing photo shoots, and we'll be releasing promo videos pretty soon. This is a great um, branding and marketing opportunity for these players. Well, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing the match, and I'm looking forward to seeing what you're able to do with uh, with the full production. Well, Mike, I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised, my man. And I'd like to thank AZ Biggers for always standing up and always being there for On the Wire Creative Media, and for the whole team out there at the C19 Challenge. We're looking forward to bringing some quality pool free to America, and we're looking looking forward to it. All right. Hopefully, we can talk after the match is done, and we can talk about your next one. Oh, there's, there's no problem, man. Guess what? I got it stern. I got the pot stern. I can't tell you, but I've already <laughs> been fielding calls. <laughs> I've already been fielding calls, Mike, and I appreciate you, my man. All right. Sounds good. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. Yep, bye. All right. Uh, again, I've said it before. You know, it's, it's hard to not get motivated and hard to not get enthusiastic when you talk to Ra. I just kind of... I, I set up the interview, I grab hold of my microphone, and I try to hold on while he's talking. So I'm, I'm, I'm wishing him the best of luck on this stream. I, I think, you know, Rod does quality work, and I, I think it's going to be interesting to see what he can do in this day and age. So let's move on. We've got Florian Kohler talking a little bit about how he, not how he found his niche, but how he's built on his niche and, and what what is involved in being Venom? You know, what is involved in being the, the top trick shot artist in the game today? So, again, without further ado, I give you Florian Kohler. Joined now all the way from Las Vegas by world, world trick shot, let's say master, uh, Venom, Florian Kohler. Florian, how you doing? I'm doing all right. How are you? Well, you know, I'm just I'm getting by with this uh, stuck in the house thing. How's uh, how's quarantine going? I'll say the stuck in the house part is not the worst part for me. I'm stuck with three tables, actually three and a half or four. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but uh, the, the the other part that you know I can't do my job and I can't do neither of my job, meaning I cannot run the league, the local league we have, the APA Vegas that we have, and I cannot do shows. So. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, there's no government program for that. So, um, so it's going to be a bit rough, I guess. So the faster this thing is over, the easier it's going to be for everybody. I can tell you that. Well, I mean, 
I can't wait to have a chance to get back on a table. You've got to be a whole lot worse than that. I mean, wanting to get out there and do shows. Um, we we had an interview with you on AZB a week or so ago, and you had mentioned that you had a a world record attempt that was lined up that you had to cancel. Well, basically, we, we, we're going to go for it anyway. So um, uh, the idea was to uh, do something special whenever I reached the one million subscribers on YouTube which is a number that, to be honest with you, nobody's ever done in the pool industry. And it, it includes snooker and, and three cushion as well. And, uh, you know, it's probably a number that it won't be reached anytime soon by anybody else. So we really wanted to do something big. And I had everything lined up in Las Vegas doing, you know, uh, the, rec- the record attempt in, in a pool. And I have a bunch of the league players helping to make it happen and all those things. But uh, unfortunately, you know, due to confinement, there's nothing left that's, that we can do. So, um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to do it online and uh, we're going to go and uh, try. I'm going to go ahead. Actually, it's going to be a solo performance on this one and try to do as many trick shots as possible in 24 hours. And now, you know, it looks pretty easy, but uh, it's actually I have to go through a, a set of, of, of shots that have been approved by the Guinness World Record, which is also approved by the WPA. So it's 120 of the same shots three tries per shots and then you know every shot they made in three tries will count as one and then we'll go to the next one and then rotation all the way so uh this should be really long and uh i can tell you i've done a few rounds already and after four my uh my back is broken <laughs> i can feel my legs already and uh you know i never realized that the difference you know when you do a 24-hour match with somebody when you play pool you go to sit down to your chair right and then you know the other guy run a rock or something like that you can kind of rest, but uh, doing this for trick shots, I cannot sit down at, at all. So this is going to be uh, yeah, pretty brutal. So we'll see if I can survive it. <laughs> and you already hold a record. What, what's the record you hold? Uh, I have six of them. So one is for the fastest uh, jump shot to putt 15 balls. I had the highest jump shot. I had the most balls jumped over an obstacle in a minute. Fastest to jump 15 balls one hand. Uh, and I'm missing a couple. Oh, I had the longest queue to run a run, running a rack with the longest queue. And then there's one more left. Oh, a longest spin on the cue ball. So, yeah. So this would be number seven, hopefully. Nice. And and for the, the previous six, were those, I mean, the, were those just something that came out of your regular show? Or did you have to prepare for those individual shots? This was more of an opportunity that uh, the actually Guinness World Record reached out to me after a TV show I did with them, and I just crushed that record down there. And so they reached out to me. They wanted to do a little more, so they sort of decided what to do. And from there, I just uh, you know I just went and do it. I I didn't really practice as much to be honest with you because there was not much of a physical element to it besides the the speed shots, which needed a few practice. But uh, I mean, it still you know it still takes some skills. Don't get me wrong, but it was more something that was naturally along my my you know my practice my normal routine and my normal show so it's pretty easy but uh, that 24 hours is something i wanted to set just as a as a special thing you know for the fans and you know i was i was wondering how to make it you know how, how to make it worth it for those guys because obviously uh, out of social media you have people from everywhere you know it'll be asia europe us i mean africa it's pretty much everywhere so the time zones are so different so i figured you know What's better than a 24 hours marathon to reach out everybody and try to thank you everybody from that? And when is that scheduled for? 
Well, it's scheduled as soon as we uh, basically reach the million subscriber. And I think uh, hopefully I'm going to get that next week. And uh, in most most cases, I'd say it will probably take place either Friday next week or Saturday next week. And I'm going to from there, I'm going to practice you know, my butt off basically all week to uh, try to stay as much in shape as possible. <laughs> and then that's going to be on your YouTube channel live streamed. Yeah, we'll try mostly YouTube 24 hours. And then uh, I don't know if Facebook will allow us or not, but we'll try on, on Facebook as well. And uh, it will be it should be very easy to find. And uh, yeah, people will be able to tune in for free at any time of the day. Now, you had done, I, I realize thinking back to when you were actually able to get out and do things might not be a, a happy thing right now, but you had done a, a, a trick shot exhibition last year and you took a pool table out to an area outside of Vegas. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Um, well, you know, in my quest of always, you know, pushing the limits, I'm, I'm really trying to make pool more, well, pool trick shots more than extreme sports, right? Something more modern, something more, uh, more special, right? More uh, taking basically the pool out of the pool, right? And uh, one of this idea was to always go into special backgrounds, you know, places that you will not currently see a pool table, places that a pool table would seem so abnormal that it makes it, you know, special. And uh, so what we did is we took a, a pool table last year at uh, what we call the Valley of Fire, which is a national uh, park, I think, in, uh, and it's about a north, an, an hour north of Vegas. And uh, the landscape is, well, it, it's kind of out of this world. It doesn't look like, like Earth anymore. It looks like Mars. <laughs> and, uh, you know, since we can't do a trick shot video on Mars, that was the closest I could think of. <laughs> but uh, so what we did is we took, uh, we took this massive nine-foot diamond table, you know, uh, one-piece slate, put it in the back of a truck, drove, uh, you know, early morning out there, dragged it through the sand, shot a few shots in one location, then moved it, you know, five minutes down the road somewhere else. Shot a few more shots, then the same thing again, and then another day of that, and then we had a probably one of the craziest videos that uh, I've ever done. Not that I would do it again, to be honest with you, because the efforts that it takes to move the stable was just, you know, people don't realize it. <laughs> so f how long did the actual shoot end up on video, and how much time did it take you guys to, to make that happen? Well, this uh, this particular video had a combination of Valley Fire, a studio segment, and then a little house segment, and the whole thing was shot in a week. Um, but um, what people need to realize is is how long it takes for the camera to set up because we have a couple cameras, so you have a producer, you have a camera guy, so it all it's all pieces that gets to move right, and they if they don't move together, and then somebody slows down, so. It's uh, this is quite a quite a long time to to put everything together, and then the, the travels and the planning. I mean, really, it's it's basically a week filming, but it's months and months of planning ahead, and just to find you know just to get the authorization from the government to be able to record out there in a pool table was you know was pretty tough. So you know, as you can see, this is uh, yeah, it's a long process. Well, I hadn't even thought about that having to get the government approval to take a pool table out there. That's I mean, who do you do that through? It's a tourist area, so people go there to take pictures. So we only had a certain spot we could actually go without disturbing uh, the wildlife too and stuff like that. So yeah, no, it was uh, yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty special. You know, luckily enough, in the 
in Nevada, they're, uh, they're very uh, film oriented, I'd say. So we were able to follow the tracks of just, you know, like a normal motion picture and, and kind of go with there. So a uh, small crew made it a little easier, too. That's interesting. Um, the main reason that I wanted to talk to you this week is a reference back to a show that I did a couple weeks ago uh, where I interviewed Per Hagen from Supercharged Agency. And Per had had mentioned and, and ex- explained that in his mind, pool player, you know, people need to get or, or players need to get out there better on social media. And he had talked about finding a niche and finding something that you do well and promoting yourself that way. And I thought, well, you know, we're pool players. The only things we do well are play pool and win games and win matches. But then I thought about it a little more and I thought, no, not really. Uh, you know, Florian is the perfect example of somebody who has a niche, something they do well, something they do extremely well. And you were able to promote yourself based around that. And really, uh, you know, I, I, you may disagree with me here, but honestly, I think you've become more of a success as an artistic pool player than you could have ever dreamed as a nine ball player. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't disagree with any of that. And, uh, you know, the difference, the main difference is, is creativity for me. Um, you know, everybody can do most of the stuff that you see. You know, it's uh, it's just a matter of practice, right? So if you want to become a great nine ball player, you got to do drills. You got to practice like there in Appleton, you know, you're, you'll be good. You know, it's not a matter of if you will, it's it's when will you be good, you know, and some people will take longer than others. For me, my main goal was, you know, I could have done the same trick shot that Mike Massey and Tom Rossman were doing like everybody else was doing, you know, but I never wanted to do it because I always thought if you're different, you got an edge, right? And if you got an edge, then you're you're pretty much in your own thing and then you can start actually doing something with it. And the biggest issue when I when I started was, you know, so I started to to learn those trick shots and you know, in two years, I, I learned all the trick shots they're doing the last 60, 100 years or something like that. I, I bought all the books, knew all of it. And I was like, wow, that, that's it. You know, that took me two years and I basically knew everything. So then I decided to do my own version of it. And uh, and that really skyrocketed, you know, but there was uh, it was much more than just, you know, trying to find a niche and being good at it. It was, you know, trying to find an edge and be creative at it and being not just the best one, but like the very first one or or the most creative and you know and i i had to play those tournaments too you know after after you start and you have to do some stuff then you have to to you know prove your value so i had to win you know the world championship i had to win espn trickshot magic the world cups and i won those things but in my mind the winning part never did anything for me it was just a personal or recognition or maybe a recognition you know with my peers but that's that's about it if you do a show and, and you do it well, people do not care if you're one-time world champion or 10-time world champion. It is no different for them. As long as you entertain them, they're happy, and that's all that matters. And that's always been the focus. And, and I know exactly what you mean with, uh, you know, some pool players don't market themselves as well because they're great players. You know I mean? Like, unbelievable stroke, precision, everything. Everything is pitch perfect. You know, they're right there. They're winning machines. The problem is if you don't market yourself well, if you don't have a little something different, a little something special, then you're still just a you know a small fish in a big pond. And as soon as you don't win as much, then it, it's big trouble heading your way, pretty much. And you talk about how 
you know, you you want to take things to an extreme, and and you, you know, certainly the the shots that you shoot now and the shots that have gotten you with so much attention are not part of that you know basic package that are that's in all the books did did you get pushback in the beginning when people were you know when you came out with a shot and and your peers were saying you know wait a minute that's not shooting a ball off the table into a boot what the heck is he doing well, I mean, it was it was it was a lot of uh, I'd say bad reaction from the pool industry when I started. Besides, you know, a few sponsors they really, really quickly understood what was going on. What was going on? So, um, how to say that? First, the first reaction was, well, you know, whatever it does on video, we can't do it live. So then I had to go win tournaments, uh, you know, and whatever, and th- that happened. Then, well, he can't do the normal, the old stuff. He doesn't have a good stroke. Well, that was over too because then I won that, and I played uh, artistic billiard, you know, on carom tables. I won that stuff too. So I really, you know, expanded my game from pretty much every aspect that people criticize me, just to be not the best at, you know, being a stroke shot, but just to be good enough to be one of the best. And that way, you know, it was pretty much limited to criticize. So then, what was left is basically just me having fun doing my things and I not having to justify it because. Well, I've won it, you know, they know my value, they know my worst, they know I'm okay with it. And and that was it. And I, I never really, from there, you know, after I won pretty much one of each format, I kind of just let the competition go because it's, uh, to be honest with you, it's more of a pain in my butt for me than anything else because I, I don't necessarily like it. I like the personal achievement. I like the fact that I'm, you know, I'm winning stuff. But what I really prefer is to be able on the table to go and create something brand new that nobody's ever seen. And I don't, don't matter if, you know, tomorrow my neighbor is doing the same shots. He didn't create it. He didn't think of it the first. And uh, yeah, that's, that's the power of the, of the niche. That's, that's what's really made me successful is to be able to come up with new stuff all the time. And, you know, I, I'll say, you know, my skills are, they're just pure work, but the creativity, I guess it's, uh, it's just probably my best talents. That, that's best I can put it probably. And and how do you think your peers in the in the industry see you now? Well, I'll say most hate me, most likely, <laughs> because you know I was able to do something that they were not able to, and then with the few people they actually made a living from it. And I'm referencing to Tom Rossman, Mike Massin, and all those guys. They uh, usually have a lot of respect because they understand. Uh, what I've been doing. And, you know, I'm, I'm really good friend with Mike Massey. And I, I truly believe Mike did the same thing when he started, you know, it was a bunch of setup shots. And then Mike went there, went over, did a bunch of stroke shots and some crazy jumps and all these things. And that was it. That was Mike, you know, and from there, nobody was able to touch him pretty much. So yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, I, I don't really, to be honest with you, I don't really care as much anymore either. Uh, you know, I, I, I love what I'm doing. I don't want to, you know, I, I don't want to stop it and I enjoy it. And I think I feel like staying out of the politics of it's kind of just, you know, helps me out and just focus on, on what's important to me. And just which is right now having fun with it, making videos and entertaining people and promoting the sports, especially to younger generations. And and, you know, I don't want to give the impression from this conversation that, you know, hey, this was easy. You know, all Florian had to do was go out and buy a couple of books and it took him two years. And and now, you know, he's got his career and, and it just took, you know, playing some pool and, and a couple of years. How long 
How long did it go from the first time you thought, hey, you know, I can make that shot to almost a million followers on YouTube? Well, I mean, first off, I, you know, it is not easy. It's you got to be mad. I mean, I'm borderline. I think it's borderline madness to be uh, able to do what I do because so, you know, there's different aspects, right? So the first is the competition aspect. When you got two or three tries, you got to make your shots. You don't have to talk. You don't have to do anything fancy. Just make your shot, right? So that's one aspect. And that's what we're going to do the world record on it. Then the second aspect is the show. So you got to make your shots in two or three tries, maybe five, you know, if you do a good job. But as long as you entertain people, you can miss, you know, 10 shots in a row. People will be happy if you get close and it's going well, right? So that's the second aspect. And the third aspect is the videos. And the videos, the, 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 the thing is, it's totally different. The idea is not to make one shot that you can remake 10 times in a row, but it's to make one shot that you can make one time out of 10, maybe more, you know? And when the shots start to really get extreme, because after, like say, after a couple of years, you know, reading all the books and everything, then it was basically me in, in a total new environment, just trying to create something out there that was, you know, really special. And, you know, some shots, they just, they're in my books since, well, you know, 2000, uh, I don't know, 10, for example, and I haven't been able to make it. And I tried, I tried hours, I tried, you know, two, three, four hours in a row. And sometimes it works. Sometimes four hours later, you get this crazy shot, but it's only one time and you have it. But here's the, the trick, you know, and that's where people are wrong because all the time I sit on the internet, it says, oh, it's, it's easy. All you got to do is 100 times the same shot. That is actually the worst part because <laughs> try to do something for, you know, an hour, the same shots. And, you know, it's very little. You got to be lucky. You got to be good. And, and it's, it's just stupidity, you know. You just got to go and believe in it. Uh, I mean... I have blisters on my fingers. Like right now, I'm looking at my hand. I, I have a blister that just opened up from, you know, playing the same shot over and over. It messed up the table. It messed up the cue ball. It messes the material. And uh, it's it's very physical and mental, too. It's just, uh, it's, just it's, it's a very different uh, mentality regarding to normal pool. You know, standard pool, you have one shot, you can't miss it, and that's that's it. And now for doing video is you got as many shots as you want. But you just got to do it and you can't, you know, and it's very, very difficult and you just can't give up. And uh, I think this is, you know, this is sort of a, it's a good way of life, actually, because, you know, it just forces you to always try and never give up, you know, no matter the adversity is you just got to keep going. And uh, I think that taught me more than anything. And uh, yeah, I don't care what people say about how long it takes for one shot or this, because they wouldn't have the guts to do it for two hours in a row like I do. <laughs> And, you know, to, to compare what you do to, you know, let's say somebody who goes out and, and, and digs ditches, which, you know, that's that's tiring work. Forty hours a week of that it is certainly tiring. And, and you know, there's there's got to be guys who look at it and say, well, that's a great gig if you can get it, you know, just playing pool. But, you know, in the average week, how much time do you think you spend working on shots, you know, the the little things like working with the government to make sure that it's okay to bring a pool table out to the Valley of Fire. I mean, what what time-wise do you think is involved in in what you do in an average week? Oh, it's it's hard to say. I I don't sleep much and I I all the time I work. This is all I can do. Uh, I mean, I I wake up, I I work, you know, and if I don't work on the computer, uh, I work on the pool table. If I don't work on the pool table, I work on the carom table. Uh, you know, and I'll do that. Uh, I, there's not one day when I really sit down and like say I'm bored. You know, that never happens because either I got to take care of of the the website, 
the social media. I mean, social media by itself is so time consuming. And really the, the reward for how much time you spend is, is really little monetary. You know, financially, it's it's also another big, you know, uh, mistake from people. They all think we're like making millions of it. We're not really. You're you're just spending a lot of time for other people entertainment. And, uh, you know, if I if I take my, you know, my day from yesterday, for example, um, well, I, I woke up at like noon, obviously, because mm-hmm. timing is all, you know, messed up. Right. So you think, OK, wakes up, play this good. Then I literally eat in, in a, you know, very quickly. I, um, I, you know, then I go on the computer. I mean, I don't know if I take, you know, an hour to eat stops. Uh, then I'll go on the computer. I'll, I'll work usually all afternoon. And, uh, then, uh, you know, I'll go on the pool table usually right before or after dinner and start recording, start filming, start practicing. And I think, uh, yesterday I stopped at, uh, I'll probably stopped at 4 a.m. to play pool. Uh, played a few more nine ball racks at the end. And then after that, I went for editing for an hour and a half. You know, I went to bed like almost at six. And yes, it's pretty much the same thing that goes daily. And there's not one day when I'm able to like, oh, I'm bored. You know, I've never, I, I don't remember that since uh, since I started this. And, you know, honestly, I've got to hand it to you. Um, you know, personally, artistic pool has always been the kind of thing, like you say, it's it's very repetitive. I've watched... I've watched trick shot magic and and I've watched people do demonstrations and it's like, oh, yeah, I've seen this shot. Oh, yeah, seen that shot, too. And, you know, there there was a time when you really started to break out there. And I thought, yeah, okay, he's doing some different things. That's interesting. And then it it moved on to, wow, that was cool. Oh, my God. And and you got to hand it to to the people who do your video work. I mean, they, they do great work. But. Really, overall, I want to hand it to you that you have really made trick shots and artistic pool something brand new. I mean, you've brought, well, almost a million people to it. And, and I really think you need to, you know, take it, take a minute and pat yourself on the back for that. That's that's pretty amazing. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I yeah, thanks. I appreciate that. And I, I sort of start to realize it now that I'm getting older, but uh you know, it's uh, it's still I'm not I'm not done with it. You know, I still feel like I have more to to give and I have more to to push. And I think I just uh, you know I I have one of those things that I did just I I love every game you know that's Q related, pool related. You know what I mean? Like it's carom, it's snooker, it's billy, like it's it's pool. It doesn't really matter. I just enjoy it. And uh, I think that that's you know sort of my strong suit is I'm never really bored when I'm on the table. I'm sort of like a you know an animal at it. And it's really strange. And uh, I think, you know, keeping that as long as I have that, I'll be okay. But now I'm pretty sure if I ever lose this, you know, it will be a whole different story because the drive that it takes to to produce those videos is just not, you know, it, it's just it's really tough. And uh, like you say, you know, people don't necessarily realize the, the behind the scene work. They just think, oh, you just plays pool all day. And, you know, and I've seen that. I know a bunch of those uh, those players that they're really good players, you know, but it's all they do is just play pool. They don't care about anything else. They don't care about how they look outside, I don't care about social media, you know, marketing and all those things. I do all of it from A to Z and uh, it's just, uh, it's, it's very grueling, so. And for the the handful of people who are not part of the million that have already started following you, uh, your YouTube channel is? It's Venom Trick Shots. So everything is Venom Trick Shots. Uh, Instagram's at Venom Trick Shots and on Facebook is at Venom Trick Shots Official. Um, think, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, basically, all you got to do is, is type Venom Trick Shots. You will find pretty much everything you need as far as follow. And yeah, 
I would really appreciate the last little push. I think we need like three, three more thousand people on YouTube and we can get this, uh, this crazy performance, I guess, under the way. So, well, I'm looking forward to seeing it. So hopefully the, hopefully you can get that pretty quick and we'll get a chance to watch you uh, break your back for 24 hours. Yeah, unfortunately, you know, that didn't really quite get in my way because the Guinness wanted to be able to control, you know, what shots are going to be played and what is actually considered a trick shot. And in my opinion, a trick shot is pretty easy to, how to say, define, right? But I, I can see that from a point of view of, a, of an organization, it's just very difficult because then somebody might just put a ball in the corner and, you know, go, you know, make, make it spin or something and call it, you know, a trick shot and do it like uh, 1,000 times. So we, that's why we have to do that regular program which in my opinion is kind of boring but you know it's still a it's still a physical performance to be able to do it for 24 hours that's for sure well boring or no i'm looking forward to seeing it and and i won't take up any more of your time i'll let you get back to what you were doing i appreciate it and uh stay safe out there in vegas thanks yeah same same to you hopefully uh you know everything goes back to normal as soon as possible and can go back to the pool holes all right thanks florian thanks all right. It, again, it, you know, it sounds like a great gig. <laughs> don't get me wrong. If I had that kind of talent, yeah, I'd, I'd love to do it. But yeah, I don't have that kind of time and I don't have that kind of motivation. And I certainly don't have that kind of skill. Um, I, I, it was interesting. I, I'm, I'm looking forward again to, to seeing Florian try to, you know, put that 24-hour video together. It should be a lot of fun. And if you haven't uh, subscribed to his YouTube channel or his Facebook channel. Uh, again, the link will be in the show notes so you can get out there and do it, help him get to a million, and we'll all get a chance to see that video. Okay, that was American Billiard Radio. I appreciate everybody coming out and listening. You know, I'm doing my best again to try to get episodes out on a more regular basis, and, and I, I did okay this time. So <laughs> uh, hopefully we'll have another one for you next week. Thanks for listening, and Dave, we are always thinking about you. 